we're moving from uh, fireside matters to, to, well, I'm not sure where comics sort of find themselves in what particular planet, but in our back feature, back page feature right now, we are looking at comics. And you've either been a comic fan or you haven't, but the thing about comics is that they have a culture and a following all their own, and it's right across the globe. Because of this, at the upcoming uh, uh, Open Book Festival, which is happening in Cape Town from the 7th to the 11th of September, and you will hear more about that on SFM Literature in the coming weeks, one of the components is called Comic Fest. In actual fact, they were there last year as well, because you can't put a good comic down. And to tell us all about it and about his personal passion and his involvement, we have in the studio Moray Roda. Hi, Moray. Lovely to have you with us. Hi, Nancy. Thanks for having me. And comic man to your fingertips. You're wearing a crazy T-shirt that (laughs) sort of indicates that as well. Um, So the Comic Fest is going to be, there's going to be an exhibition at the District 6 Homecoming Centre. Yeah. And then there are going to be workshops. Yes. What we're going to be having is we'll have the exhibition up, um, but we'll also be having tables with the actual artists sitting there having their product and um, just promoting themselves and showing people their book. Uh, the idea is to give the public access to the artists. So if you if you are interested at all, then you can ask all the questions that you want. Everybody will be open and happy to do so. And if it's something you want to get stuck into, I think there are going to be workshops on the Monday and Tuesday as well. So if Comicking is what you want to do. Yes, we'll be we'll be doing workshops on web comics, on publishing comics. We'll be doing a masterclass uh, in producing your actual comic book. Um, Andy Mason will be running a workshop on autobiographical work as well. So there's we are trying to cover as much as we possibly can. Autobiographical work. I'm thinking yeah. how interesting it would be to do your autobiography as a comic. Um, just, just, Maury, let's take a look at comics, generally speaking, because I don't know what it is, but there's something one feels that comics are a little bit sort of underground, they're a bit sort of a culture of their own, maybe it's sometimes a bit subversive, sometimes just plain fun and innocent. What is it with comics, and how long have you been involved with comics? Um, I've been a lifetime fan of comic books because of my dad um, buying me comic books when I was young and getting me into the reading habit. What, What were they? Uh, British comic books, in actual okay. fact. Um, the, a lot of Fleetway publications, Dan Day, Pilot of the Future, and things like that. The Tiger comic books, the sport things. Um, uh, yeah, just Beano and, and all kinds of comic books. And then from there, it went into um, the American comic book stuff, the, the Marvel, DC, and Batman, Superman, Spider-Man, those things that we're seeing at the movies all the time these days. And as a teenager, it... Went back to European comic books again with 2000 AD, um, which uh, was quite subversive for its own time period, and also um, Metal Herland, the the heavy metal comic hmm. book. So that's a, been a huge influence on myself and a lot of people yeah, doing I this. Can, stuff I can hear that yeah. you went to sort of into things that were age appropriate. You know, yeah, having gone yeah, for the Tiger and Beano. I remember myself buying Buster, which was a Andy Capp's son of Andy Capp's right, um, yeah. comic. But anyway, let's not go into, into what I was reading. But the, the, that's the interesting thing about comics is that they get you when you're young and then it sort of stays with it you forever. It just doesn't let go, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's sort of a gateway thing to, to actual reading books as well, if you really want to think about it. Some people never move through the gate, though, <laughs> stay with the comics. Yeah. Um, what, what's the history of comics here in South Africa? It's very difficult to sum up. It's, it's a very long mm-hmm. history, but mostly what you've got happening here is independent people doing their own individual comic books over time. So you don't have an official comic book industry where guys are doing entertainment comic books. It's more 
you might be doing educational comic books. We've we've got a lot of those happening in South Africa. You've got the sponsored comic books by um, corporate companies, um, and and I tend to wave my hand and dismiss them because it's it's comic books with an agenda sort of. Um, and then you've got uh, the independent guys that are coming through at the moment. A lot of the guys are just working full-time jobs, going home and working on their passion and doing a comic book on their own. And, and it's become easier to do because of technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because when you think of the comic, you think of these endless, endless pictures that each and every one needs to be hand-drawn or traced or whatever they were in the old days. But now you can just cut and paste and keep them going. No, no, so it's, it's still traditionally it's illustrated. It's mm-hmm. just the access to the equipment to be able to do it, to, to be able to scan your work and to add the color and um, to actually produce your, your final files to get to a printer. We would have needed a designer or a design company or printers or whatever to do that kind of work and then end up paying them for it. Um, it's possible for any, anybody with a bit of determination and... And with a bit it's of passion, right. I think passion, passion as well, needs yeah. to come first. What's the difference really between a cartoon and a comic? I mean, I think at cartoon strips, you know, um, th- th- that you see regularly. Yeah. Is, is, um, that, is, is a comic a whole bunch of cartoon strips put together? That's actually a pretty decent explanation. Comic books are just sequential artists. It's taking that cartoon and taking... Um, Let's take the example of a three-panel cartoon, for instance. You've got your first panel to create the situation and the characters. Your second panel will be to set up um, the actual joke, and the last one's a punchline. So it's, it's just telling a story in sequence using the images. So I, I guess that's um, it's an, an artificial kind of divide between cartoons and comic books mm. um, because you can tell an entire story in one single cartoon as... Our great cartoonists here, like Zapiro and people like that. Who I think is going to be part of the festival, the Comic Fest. Yeah, Zapiro, Rico from Madam and Eve, uh, Jeremy Nell, and John Curtis will all be in conversation. It's one of the big events for for the weekend. They will be doing a panel on political cartooning and getting into art water because all of them have opinions that they express that's not always popular, but it's opinions that I think we need to hear. Do people use cartoons? It's it's a way of saying something that you wouldn't perhaps be able to say in any other way. Um, I certainly think that that is something that happens a lot and not all the time. But yeah, yeah it's it's a means of expressing yourself and and getting your message across very clearly and quickly because we all understand symbols. It's it's an innate thing with people that we look at an image and we understand the situation without having to be explained what's happening. Interesting that you talk about the three-panel cartoon, and I mean, that makes a lot of sense, that you've got the sort of beginning and the middle and the denouement and whatever yeah. it is, punchline at the end. But is there some sort of similar pattern with the comic, you know, the, the comic that you open up and start reading at the beginning and then go through to the end um, yes. uh, with all those crazy characters? It does follow a certain um, pattern as well. Um, you, you do have the same kind of structure. You've got beginning, middle, and end to your story. Um, on the page itself, there is actually a lot that happens uh, from reading from top to bottom, from left to right, because we westernized. We, as the Japanese, for instance, start at the back of the comic book. And they, they, oh, really? Yeah, because they, they read top to bottom, but they read from the right to the left. So all the, the Japanese comic books, which are called manga, they, they, they read from the back, actually. Um, so it's a different kind of approach where you've got to control what the reader is seeing per page and you've got to control the pacing of your storyline using your panels as well.
So, Where, what is the home of comics? Where they started? I mean, one thinks of America necessarily, but that's not wouldn't necessarily um, seeing iffy on your face. Sir. Um, it's a difficult question. I, I think the Americans say that it's uh, that yellow kid, the the way back 1930s or something like that. Newspaper pulp cartoons started the whole thing, and and it was all entertainment, and it was all adventure, and it was all action kind of stories. And years before Superman came along and changed that kind of setup, the the Europeans obviously also had their own um, newspaper background that moved into comic books to what it is today, where, where they are still mostly adventure and action and romance and everything else except for the American superhero kind of stories. What, what's the market for comics? I, I, I suppose I'm thinking of the Tintin books and those are readily available in pretty much any bookshop but a comics like you've got a whole pile of really fascinating, outrageous and rather zany looking stuff here. Where, do, where does one buy it and do you, have to be, do you have to be a sort of comic buff to know what you're looking for? Um, I don't think you need to be a comic buff. You just need to like good storytelling, I guess. Um, the one that you're looking at at the moment is Cotton Starts by Cape Town Dio of uh, Ben Haldanes and Danielle Malan. And they've got a very interesting model going, which is they, they have their comic book online. So, so they put the pages up there first, and people see it and decide whether they like it or not. So there's an answer for how do you decide what to actually get. Um, and then we have events like... Um, Open Book Comics Fest, and we've got our free comic book day, we've got the Rage Gaming Expo up in Johannesburg, and the independent comic book guys tend to support that and take their product there and sell it at those events. Um, so that's that's mostly how we tend to distribute is through actual events and, and yes. physically being there. Um, but the local comic shops do support us quite well. Yeah, Readers yeah. Den, Outer Limits, Clark's Bookstore... Um, the book lounge, people like that. Yeah, but you're really a brotherhood. I mean, and I say brotherhood advisedly. I'm just looking at all the the uh, comic easters who are going to be part of the comic fest. A lot of guys. A lot of Is guys. Is it a boy thing? It's it's not really a boy thing. Um, a couple of people missed out on being there that are doing comic books, and they they are actually female. Um, but it's it's predominantly male. It's it's not. It's something that's just happened over time and it has yes over time and, and some things don't change you mentioned there that the technology has changed and made it all a lot easier but some, some things don't change like the speech bubble yes. um, where the, there's a little speech bubble and then there's the sort of the second bit of the speech bubble as and opposed to the this is what's going yeah. on bubble yeah the caption bubble explaining caption what's bubble. happening um, uh, I'm actually doing a, a panel or a workshop on um, writing for comic books and things like that and I'm not a big fan of captions at all because I believe above everything else you need to show people and not tell people comic books aren't about sitting there and reading um, he picked up the cup you can draw he picked up the cup so, so I tend to have a lot because then they could be appropriate in any, any of our official languages yeah. I, I tend to put a lot less captions in my stuff and I tend to avoid certain things like umbilical balloons which is one person speaking in a little speech bubble and there's a little line attached to it and going into the next speech bubble and, and that kind of thing. Um, simply from a, a visual and reading perspective, uh, it's, it's a personal preference. Um, so, yeah, that, that workshop is on on Tuesday and people are welcome to come. It's absolutely free. All the events, all the workshops are free. The entire Open Book Comics Fest is, is a free event as mm -hmm. well, so... 
just before we move on from the speech bubbles and the caption bubbles, and I'm learning a whole new comic language here, the umbilical speech bubbles, there's also a very distinctive um, words that go with comic, like arg and uh, eek. And hey, hey, and hey. Eek. Yeah. <laughs> Are they standard, standard language? Um, no. I and think, again, I they transcend. Yeah, certain words do transcend, like blam. Um, yeah. I, I see in that example that you're looking at, you've got a shove explaining <laughs> what's actually happening. Um, I, I would have maybe just drawn it slightly differently so that it was a bit more obvious. Have both bodies in there yeah. with one body flying backwards, that kind of thing. Um, Where do you learn this sort of thing? I mean, might you go to sort of an advertising agency and learn animation? Would, would that teach you? Is it something that you, it's in your genes, you just know how to do it by dint of having looked at so many comics? I mean, how did you start? How did you train? Um, I started by drawing the stuff that I saw. Um, the the comic books that I actually saw, I, I would like a character, and then I would just draw it ten million times until I got it right, or until people told me it was right. Um, I, I did study design at um, Cape University, um, and uh, Cape Peninsula University yeah. of Technology. Kaput. Kaput. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to call it that, and. Yeah. <laughs> And a big part of the course at that time was actual illustration. So we spent hours, mm. we, we, I would spend six hours a day drawing gum and do some more of that. But just drawing alone doesn't actually prepare you for doing comic books because anybody can do a poster and a pin-up and things like that. You actually need to understand your your example of, of uh, studying animation is actually a really good example. Um, animators understand that they've got to create an environment for the characters, they've got to create movement within that environment, they've got to create um, scenes that make sense. You can't suddenly have somebody um, have a gun in their hands without showing that they've pulled it from somewhere, for instance. Um, so like so that, that does definitely. Mm. I, I was going to say, it's a bit like being a writer. Earlier we were talking to Mike Nichol, who's written this book of Cops and Robbers, which is a you know, crime fiction. And, and I suppose... You know, he's got his imagination, picks up information wherever if he goes and whoever's talking around him. But I suppose as a, card, a comic maker, um, you, what do you call yourself? Co- comic? comic artist Co- or comic cartoonist. Artist. Or You've got to have a sort of a, vid- a visual knowledge, haven't you? You've got to yeah. know what the inside of a prison looks like or a, you know, being on a planet, what it looks like. Again, it's something that technology has helped a lot with because where you'd spend days sitting around in a library and going through books, maybe it's a bad thing, now you would just go on the internet and you would find your references for whatever it is. Um, it's, it's available enough so that you can actually hmm. draw things properly. Cheats way. Eh? Yeah, not have any excuses for, for not knowing what <laughs> stuff looks like. Well, you don't need any excuses to get, uh, to get into... Comics, because this is the one that I'm interested in. I think it's Unicity, Unicity, um, and also yours, which is Velocity. Velocity. Tell me about Unicity. Um, Unicity was a comic book that we did when I was... I mean, that's um, the Joburg skyline, isn't it? That is correct, yeah. Um, The comic book was created by Media24 um, as part of a magazine called Mishana, which they put out to... um, black youth in South Africa, basically. Uh, We wanted to tell stories that didn't have any superiors or anything like that. The hook of the whole thing was a an urban reporter going out there and finding all these tales of South Africa. Um, so it's a lot of action adventure within the stories. We we lasted for just under two years, and, and then the studio closed down. It wasn't the only book we did. The other one was 
Kasi Wash and we did something called Miss Unto Beats as well. And um, that was under the name of Beat Comic Studio. And if you search on the internet, you can still find the odd link that just won't die leading to the studio. There's something about it that's irresistible. I mean, if you pick up a comic, you, you can't help it. You've just got to read it and you've got to sort of move on. So it seems to me to be an ideal medium for us here in South Africa where literacy levels, yeah. uh, you know, not what they could be. And this is just such a brilliant way of of getting people into it. Yeah, it is. It's... Um, Sorry, you can open that. I'm going to open it. <laughs> um, it's, it's definitely a very good way to get people into reading and um, experiencing stories in a different way as well. Um, the reason why I'm opening this one up is Media24 closed the studio down due to circulation problems and other issues. And the guys that were part of the studio, um, we, we banded together and we created something called They Did This. And the artwork that you're looking at there, which the people at home can't see, is done by the same people that, that produce this comic, which is okay. aimed at, at kids. Um, it's called The Little Five, and it's a com- completely different age group. It's a completely different style, yeah. and that's also an important thing. Is you know, that Maury, we, we're completely out of time, and I've got so much more I want to ask you, but never mind, because perhaps we'll do it all again another day. But openbookfestival.co.za, if anybody would like to know more about the that's program, it. which contains all the Comic Fest info. And if anybody would like to get hold of you... It's it would be www.gainingvelocity.com. Gaining, gaining hyphen velocity.com. Gaining hyphen velocity.com. I'll give you that at the end. Mori Rhoda, thank you so much. Totally fascinating. Wham, or whatever. <laughs> You're listening to SFM Literature, and right about this time, it's time for the Sunday play.